0: As an organization, when you've got a pretty good or even just promising pitcher on your hands, who's had Tommy John? Do you keep him around? Do you wait? It's a long wait. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place. That you found this. Johan Oviedo is trying to determine right now whether or not he should get Tommy John. He's had elbow pain since the end of the season. He's got opinions, meaning medical opinions, that have been shared. And above and beyond everything else, he's the one with that right arm, and he's going to know better than anybody what it feels like in there, arguably even more than an MRI would show. If he doesn't have Tommy John, then he's going to come into spring training as a massive question mark, or he'll just flat out be shut down, more likely, in hopes that there will be some sort of healing that will take place without the assistance of a surgeon. Now, I got to tell you that in my experience in covering baseball, that anytime a player slash agent uh, even dares to mention Tommy John, they end up in somebody's office the next morning. And a couple hours later, you get the press release from the team that they had the procedure That's just how it goes. I don't want to wish that, certainly, upon Johan, who's a pretty good dude that I got to know pretty well over this past summer. But that's probably the way this is going to play out. And again, even if it doesn't, you're talking about a pretty long absence, and you're definitely talking either way about not being able to count on him for your 2024 rotation. And, you know... That kind of hurts the process, doesn't it? Meaning the whole thing. Because what have we been talking about here? Not just in recent days since Major League Baseball's free agency opened, but for months now. The Pirates need to stack more starters on top of Mitch Keller. And of course, once he arrives, Paul Skeens. And then I would always throw in Oviedo because he just went through a full season. And he looked like one of those guys that was going to be the durable types. You know, they, you'll hear occasionally baseball people refer to certain frames of pitchers as being like the horse, like a, a Kurt Schilling type, someone who just looks like they're an automatic, you know, 32 starts, 200 innings, 180 strikeouts, the whole deal. And Oviedo has some of that definitely to his appearance. And he has some of that. To his makeup as well. He's got kind of that uh, tough dude vibe about him when he's on the mound. But you just don't know. Nobody ever knows with these things. They can study this stuff into eternity, and I don't think they'll ever have all the answers. This much is certain. Whatever urgency there had already been for Ben Charrington to go get himself a couple starters, he might at least have to think about going from two to three, meaning in the significant pile, even within the realistic scenario that they won't be spending top dollar free agency because, you know, they're the pirates. They never do. I happen to be of the opinion that the best way to solve this would be to improve your pitching instruction and your biomechanics instruction, and you know where this is going, right? Yeah, fix your younger guys that you've just screwed up. Do that. Fix Rwanzi Contreras. Fix Luis Ortiz. Fix Quinn Priester. And you know what? By the way, even though it is an inexact science, how about not having a half dozen pitchers undergo Tommy John every year? How about that? How about asking some harder questions? How about asking internally if Oviedo specifically didn't have too big a jump in innings year over year? Hint, he did. How about asking, even if it means going outside the organization, especially if it means going outside the organization, how all these younger pitchers lost their fastballs under Oscar Marine? How did that happen? And how can it be corrected? Then you'd have a staff that would be Keller, Skeens, a couple of good free agents, and then a handful of really solid young possibilities. And now you're talking about something exciting, but wouldn't want to show any lack of loyalty to the pitching or the hitting coaches. When we come back, J1Q. This J1Q comes from Greg, who says, BK with Johan Oviedo going down and O'Neal Cruz losing a year of development. I can't see the Pirates pushing for a playoff spot. The only hope is that Ben Charrington can sign a really good trio of starting pitchers and a power-hitting first baseman. Uh, see, that, that's just going to be tough. I, I don't know how else to... Put this without sounding like I'm making some sort of advance excuses for however cheap the Pirates might end up being in this process. But if you look over the market for free agent starting pitchers, you'll see that there's obviously the really high end where only a handful of teams are even able to shop. And then you're going to see that there's a there's a middle group and the middle group isn't going to excite anywhere near as many people. But that's probably where the pirates have to be. Not because they're cheap, but because that's just the way the system is. There are teams that just have tons more, legitimately tons more money than they do. So if you get two of them, if you were to get two In this mid-range, I'm telling you, I'm okay with that. Only, only because of Paul Skeens. He can change the dynamic, not just of this rotation, but of this team. You know, when you have two top-shelf types in your rotation, everything gets a whole lot easier. You're able to now do different things with your entire pitching staff. You're being smart with innings, you're being smart with usage, and if you've got a couple of these other kids, that's why I I just, I refuse, I'm sorry to take my foot off that particular gas pedal. This is not something that's going to be solved just with free agency, or for that matter, just with trades or whatever other form of acquisition Charrington might have in mind, including, you know posting for Japanese pitchers or whatever. It's going to take a lot of different things and some unexpected means to make this work. There are more slots to fill. And yeah, you're right. They do still have to go and find the first baseman and pay the first baseman. But does that mean that they're out? Does that mean that they won't be a contender See, I happen to think they won't be a contender anyway, so I'm probably not the one you'd want to run that concept past. I don't see how, when you're in this kind of natal stages of Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, and Skeens, and a couple other guys, where you're just going to have this rocket ship-like launch. And remember, that's what it's going to take because while they did improve by 14 games last year to this year, they're probably going to have to improve by another 14 to make the playoffs. So you're counting on Davis and Rodriguez and Skeens, and I'm sure you'd have to throw in Leo Verpiguero. You mentioned O'Neal Cruz losing a year of development. I don't think it's as much about his development. I think he broke through. He broke through before he got hurt. Uh, He was all the way a big leaguer. What's going to obviously hamper him is that he's just going to be really rusty. He hasn't played competitive baseball in a year. I mean, in in a baseball year. But by the time next season rolls around, it'll have been a full calendar year unless you know he gets some activity in, in other forms. Can he just pick up where he left off? I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of I don't knows, though. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow.